0: All right, welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name is Lloyd Ross. This episode is all about financial jargon, <laughs> financial jargon, okay? I'm going to teach you, hopefully, some financial jargon on here so you can either get smart or sound really smart at a cocktail party when you're talking to people about money and finance because of what you're learn in this show. Before I kick it off, though, a couple of notes for you guys. Um, the first one is if you want to join our free Telegram channel where there's daily money tips in there, where you get everything before everyone else, um, in terms of what what comes out in our content as well. But you get daily money tips and money value from me. Then go to lloydstelegram.com. Okay, lloydstelegram.com. Jump into the Telegram channel because you can get instant updates as you go, and then you can comment on it and stuff like that. So there's more of a community feel and feedback of the that type of value. So lloydstelegram.com. Jump in there. The other thing too is. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you go to moneybuyshappinessbook.com, and I think it's in the show notes, it's usually in all the episode show notes. Um, Moneybuyshappinessbook.com, that's my latest book called Money Buys Happiness, obviously. (laughs) But uh, that book is is super popular, um, very effective. It covers off what Money Grows on Trees didn't cover and in a lot more detail. and in there is a five-step framework as well that you can you can uh, you can learn. Um, lots of cool stuff in that book. It's our latest book. But here's the thing: if you get the book, it actually currently we have a promotion on right now. You get two complimentary financial coaching calls with one of my team. Okay, I don't know if you know that, but if you grab the book on this on the final page, there's a thank you page, and I explain to you how to book in to get those financial coaching sessions. You get two of them. Okay, so. That's currently running at the, at the moment. So if you're listening to this episode and you get the book, you'll have two financial coaching sessions with one of our coaches, okay? So grab that while you can. All right, just wanted to clear that up for you guys so you know that's available. I don't know if you guys know that's available, right? And on the last episode, I spoke about our newsletter, which I'm really excited about. You would have got one of them already. Another one goes at this Friday. It's called Fast Finance Friday. All value, cool stuff, clickable links, really what I'm thinking about in the world of finance each week. So that's coming to you every week. So if you want to subscribe to the newsletter, please do. Um, I'll get Phil to pop it in the show notes here. And um, if you want our replay to any of the masterclasses that I've recently done, um, jump in our Facebook group. and The links are below in the, in the show notes. So there's a lot of cool stuff there for you to sink your teeth into to continue the journey beyond this episode. Okay, so the episode now of Financial Jargon is fascinating. Like, I think what happens with money and I don't think I know because it happened to me too, is what makes people confused about money and investing. Not just the fact that it's numbers and people have math anxiety, but it's also this weird jargon. Okay, so this episode is aimed at overcoming some of that jargon. All right, so get a notepad and pen and buckle up for this episode, okay? So here's a couple of things to understand, right? When it comes to money, money is actually very simple. It's usually addition, subtraction a bit of multiplication maybe you divide it's very basic arithmetic it's not complex algebra all right um, and it's it, the more simple it is the more effective it is so if you have a very complex investment you're likely to lose money so the more simple an investment is the more likely it is to actually make money people don't realize that okay so when you approach money keep things simple so here we go when people say money, it's got a variety of different terms, okay? Cash, money, capital, okay? Equity, <laughs> it's got all these weird terms, okay? So there's two types of capital, okay? or well, money. One is equity, right? That's like cash that you own. The other is debt that you borrow. And if you add your equity plus your debt, that is your entire capital base, Okay? So capital can come from equity, which is cash, and then debt, which is borrowed money. And the total of that is called capital. Okay, it's weird. The other thing is this. When you put your money into a bank account, you earn interest on it. Okay, now interest is a term given to um, the money that someone pays you for borrowing your money. That's all it is. So if your sibling borrows money off you, there's what's called a cost for that capital. It's called the cost of capital, okay? Or an interest rate or an opportunity cost of capital because if you're lending them that money, you don't get to put it somewhere else to get money from that so you're actually losing an opportunity. That's why it's called the opportunity cost of capital or an interest rate, okay? (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? It's like all these weird terms. But basically what it means is if I lend you $5, okay, and I'm going to, I need to charge you something for using my money, okay And the, the amount I charge for you, ch- I charge you for utilizing my money, okay is called the interest rate. the rate at which I'm going to charge you interest on that. And interest is just a dollar figure that you're going to pay me for using my money. So basically it's like renting out your money, okay? An interest rate is the rental return for your money. That's all it is. So for example, if I give you five dollars say, hey, the interest rate on that that I'm gonna charge you, or the, the the amount of rent I'm gonna charge you for using my money is 10%, okay? Now 10% of $5, okay, is 50 cents, right? That's 10% of $5. So to work that out, you go 0.1, which is 10%, times $5, which is 50 cents. That's how you work out the interest rate, okay? So 10% is what I'm charging you for renting out my money to you, okay? Now that's per year, typically. So if you take my $5 for a whole year, okay, I'm going to charge you 10%. That's the interest rate that I'm charging you to use my $5 for a whole year, okay? So when you borrow money from the bank, they're charging you an interest rate because you're borrowing it, okay? So if you go and get a mortgage from the bank or a credit card or a personal loan, they are charging you rent for using their capital, for using their money, okay? Does that make sense? and that you will get charged interest until you give the money back. So the same thing happens when you give the bank money. So if you've got an account, like an interest-bearing deposit or a term deposit or something like that or just an everyday account, and you're giving your money to the bank to put it in there, you're giving them use of your money. So you get to charge them rent for that money and they'll, they'll actually give you interest back because they're using your money. Now in the bank, you might get 4% interest on your money, Okay. And so that is how, that's how interest works. That's what it's all about. That's the interest rate, okay? So there's interest rates at every level, like the Reserve Bank of Australia called the RBA. They actually provide wholesale funding to the banks, okay? And the banks also lend to each other overnight as well. So that wholesale funding rate is called the interest rate. It's called the, re- the reserve rate. It's called the cash rate. And it's called the interest rate. And when you pick up the newspaper and you see, oh, the, the Reserve Bank changed the interest rate to this, to that. Like, oh, okay, that's the rate at which banks lend to each other and borrow from the reserve bank at a wholesale rate, okay? So they're also borrowing money, and that's the amount they have to pay in rent for using other people's money. That's all interest rates are. So if you go and buy bonds, okay, now just remember, bonds are when you're actually, I did an episode on bonds. If you go down to all the episodes, you'll find it, are when you lend a company or a government or a municipality, when you lend the money, they give you a bond in return, okay? A bond is like an IOU. It's just an, a financial instrument that says, hey, I lent you some money, these are the terms of the lending, and I will get that money back again. That's all a bond is, okay? So when, you're, when, you, when you buy a bond, the interest is paid in two parts, um, so biannually, so you're not getting it every month like in a bank. So if you put your money in a bank and they charge you interest, uh, you charge them interest, they'll pay you every, every month, monthly interest, okay, for using your money. But when you're actually lending money to someone and they're giving you a bond in return, they'll pay you interest for the full year, but they'll do it in two parts for the year, okay, biannual annual coupons. And they call it, they call them coupon payments just to make things really, really, really confusing. Coupon payments, it's the same thing, interest payments, it's just called coupons with bonds, okay. That's all a bond is. That's it. You can lend money to the government. So when you lend money to the government, you get a treasury bond and they'll give you Whatever the interest rate is at the RBA, that's typically what um, the treasury bonds uh, returns are. So it's like, what is it now? Three point six percent, four percent. Bonds might be four to four and a half percent treasury bonds. Okay, so you can lend money to the government, and they'll pay you, they'll pay you money for using your money, and that's called a coupon for the treasury bond. And they can use your money for up to ten years if you want, unless you sell the bond to someone else. Right. So, I hope that makes sense. So far, what interest is, okay? It's just the amount that someone's giving you to, 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 to use your capital, to use your money, right? So with that said, when you take your capital, the idea is, is, is this. Um, you want to save up some money, okay? So savings are when you underspend your income, you get paid income, and you have your expenses. What's left over is savings. You take your savings and you invest it. The whole idea of an investment is to grow that money. That's the objective of it, okay? To grow it safely, to grow it consistently, and to compound your money over time. But here's the thing, money doesn't actually grow. It goes down from inflation. And inflation is just price inflation. It's just the things are going up in the world. Petrol, rent, um, groceries, those things are going up, so they're inflating in price, and that's called the inflation rate. The rate at which petrol and groceries and rent and things like that and oil go up in value is called the inflation rate and if it's high it means the price of goods around the around town or in the marketplace are going up quite fast that's not good okay because it means your the value of what your money can buy it goes down okay so the idea is when you invest you want to grow your capital or grow your cash grow your savings okay and how you do that is you've got to buy assets you've got to buy investments so a lot of people don't do that they buy what are called liabilities so if you, if you take your savings and you go and buy, uh, I don't know, what's a liability? Let's say you go and, I don't know, buy, you can buy clothes with it if you really want to. That's not really a liability because you wear them. But you can buy things that don't produce income. So you can buy shoes, you can buy clothes, you can buy, um, you know, holidays, stuff like that. They're not really assets. They're just things. <laughs> um. So not so much liabilities, but they're not growing your money, okay? The worst thing you can do is actually not use your cash, but borrow money through a credit card um, or a personal loan to buy things that don't produce money. That is the dumbest thing you can do financially, is to borrow money that you don't have, have to pay the bank an interest rate for use, a rental amount on that money to, for using the money, and then go buy something that doesn't produce any money. That is financial suicide, Okay, and that's what people do every day. That's a bad place to be. Do not do that. Okay, Anytime you're using Afterpay or ZipPay, you're actually borrowing money to buy basic stuff. And that's going to kill you financially. So the idea is with your savings, the first thing is not to not to ever borrow money you don't have to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't like. That's a very, very, very bad formula. The whole idea is to underspend your income, get cash, okay, savings, and go and buy Assets, things that produce income. Okay. So things like dividend producing shares. A dividend is just the payment that comes from you owning shares in a business. They pay a share of the profits. That's called a dividend. It's like rental yield from a property investment. Okay. So, so if you go buy shares, you get paid dividend income. If you go and take your cash and put it into a term deposit or something like that in the bank, you get interest income, which is great. Uh, if you buy a bond, you'll get you'll get coupon interest from the bond. Someone will give you, you know, interest for lending them the money. Um you can buy real estate, of course. Um, you know, if you have enough money, you can buy real estate. And you get rental income, or what's called rental yield. Okay. Yield is just the cash portion of an investment. Okay. That's all it is. It sounds fancy. So rental yield is the rental, the yield from the investment. So if you go and plant a crop, okay, you go and plant some wheat. The amount of wheat you get out of the seed for the season is called the the crop yield and so the amount of cash you get from an investment is called yield so if it's shares and you get paid cash in a dividend which is where they're giving you a share of the profits then it's called the dividend yield and if you're putting your money into um, real estate assets okay residential real estate or whatever it's called the rental yield the cash you're getting back from owning that piece of real estate okay so they're, they're the other things you can do with your cash you can put in real estate you can put it in shares uh, you know individual companies you can buy an index fund which is like a group of companies. you can buy bonds, you can put it into a term deposit right These are all the sensible places to put money generally. Um, you could start a business with it right which is actually like starting a business and growing a business or you can even buy a small business is a bit like buying shares but with shares you buy public companies okay that are listed on the stock exchange. And the whole idea of your investments is to buy assets. So basically, you trade your cash because you know cash is going to go down in value from inflation. Okay, Because you know if you keep your cash and price inflation of things is going up at about 7% a year at the moment, you can see in the news, inflation rate is 7%. That means the price of goods in the marketplace, like groceries and petrol, are going up by about 7% in price every year. So the value of your cash is going down by 7% a year because it buys 7% less of those goods every year. So you know that, so you're like, neck, I don't want that to happen, so I'm going to buy some assets, okay?" And assets are things that produce income and grow in value. They're the opposite of liabilities. So liabilities eat you. They take money from you because you're going to have to pay people for borrowing their money, okay? Whereas assets feed you. It's where you're actually making cash flow and income from your money, okay? So when you go and buy a piece of real estate, you're giving the owner of the real estate your money. They're saying, thank you for giving us you know, $500,000. We'll give you this one-bed unit in return. So your, your money's gone now. What does grow in value are your assets. So your real estate grows in value. Your shares grow in value. Okay. Um, term deposits don't grow in value because money doesn't grow in value. So when you're lending your money to the bank okay, in a term deposit, they're paying you interest income or interest yield, okay, which is fine. It's like a rental payment for using your money but the money itself is going down in value. So term deposits are inferior investments typically to real estate and, and equities or shares. Equ- equities is just a fancy term for public companies. So shares in public companies, they call them equities, okay? Because you're buying equity in the business. That's why they call them equities. If you're buying debt in a business, you're actually buying bonds. So you know, okay? And the capital structure of a company is made up of equity, it's shareholders, Okay. That have produced cash to take an ownership share in the company. They're called shareholders, and they own equity in the business. They actually physically, legally own shares in a business, and that's what happens when you buy shares. Whereas if you own bonds, you're lending money to the company. So the company's entire capital structure is based upon equity, a portion of equity and debt. Okay, so if you don't want to buy shares in companies that have a lot of debt, because that's what they they go broke. Like what happened to Virgin during the during the pandemic. Okay, too much debt. So I hope that makes sense about capital and interest rates and the RBA and inflation rates and things like that, that that you have to understand. Now, here's the thing. When you invest money into assets, you give your money to the person that used to own the asset. You now take the asset and you own the asset. Your money's gone. Okay. So the idea of that is you want the asset to grow in value. Now, the investment amount you made, the amount that the asset grows by over a year is called the return Investment. So if I was to spend a million dollars, okay, or even to keep it nice and simple, if I was to take a hundred thousand dollars and buy an exchange traded fund or shares in Commonwealth Bank, right, um, let's say I put a hundred thousand dollars in Commonwealth Bank shares, then if the shares grew in value by 10%, okay, not including the dividends, my return on investment is 10%. But if, I got, if, if the shares grew in value, so they're now worth 110000 the next year, they're grown by 10%, and I also got paid dividends from Commonwealth Bank of 5%, then my total return on investment for the year is 10% capital growth, that's the value that the shares are grown by, and the dividend yield amount of, say, 5%, you add those two together, that's the total return on investment for the year. 10% in growth, 5% in dividends, that's 15% total return on investment, okay? So that means if I've deployed $100,000 into buying Commonwealth Bank shares, $10,000 in growth for the year, so it's now worth $110,000, and $5,000 in dividends in income, okay? That's $5,000 plus $10,000 is $15,000. So my return on investment is 15% or $15,000 for the year. That's called return on investment or ROI, Does that make sense? That's it. And all you're going to do with buying assets is you get return on investment for the year. The next year goes up more, 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 more. And your returns on your previous returns over long periods of time is called compound interest. It's where the interest or the returns of your investment are compounding over time. They're actually, they're building on one another like a snowball does. When it builds snow, it it collects snow upon the snow upon the snow. And that's why compound interest or the compound effect of your assets growing over time is very powerful. It's the eighth one of the world, as Albert Einstein said, okay? So that is how your asset, that's how you grow your money. It doesn't grow by itself. It only grows when you're buying assets. That's why Grant Cardone says cash is trash because it doesn't grow. It goes down in value through inflation, okay? So... I hope that makes sense to you guys. That's pretty much it. I think like they're the key components to jargon. Um, you know, I, I there's not much else to it. They're 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 the key components because if you think about it, if I'm a regular person, I'm I'm expanding effort and value and time in a job or some sort of task, someone's paying me, that's called income. I have expenses, things that I need to do to live 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 in life, they're called expenses. The, left, the stuff left over is called your savings. The thing you put in for emergency is called an emergency fund. Uh, if you want to borrow money, that you th- th- then you borrow either through a credit card, which has a high interest rate, or you borrow a personal loan, which generally attracts a high interest rate. Um, mortgages don't attract the high interest rate because um, the bank owns your house. They have what's called a mortgage over your house, a lien, a charge, and all those similar things. Where if you don't pay back that loan, they have what's called collateral over that loan. And collateral over the loan means they have what's called security. Security and collateral are the same things. that They're basically fancy words for if you don't pay me back your, the interest you owe me for borrowing this money. So when you borrow money in a mortgage, you've got to pay the bank rent for using that money to buy your house. And that's called the interest rate. Okay, That's called the mortgage rate, the interest rate on your mortgage. And a lot of people don't even know what their interest on in their mortgage is. But that's the rate of which you've got to pay the bank back for using its money. And the bank says, well, if you don't do that, within three months, if you default, which means you don't pay that interest within over the course of three months consistently, they will what's called foreclose on the mortgage. They'll, they'll say, hey, we're taking our money back. And if you don't have it, we're going to take your house. That's collateral. That's called security. And that's why banks are okay to lend you so much money. Because if you don't pay it, they're going to take your house. And they know they can sell your house in the marketplace quite quickly because real estate is a necessary asset for people to have shelter so the banks know they can sell it and then they'll take the money back whatever's left over you owe them and they'll hunt you down until you pay back make sense if you can't pay back you go bankrupt there we go right so the whole idea of finance is to just keep things simple and i think that a lot of people think getting good with money or getting good with finance is about learning more and learning more, which it is, you know, the learning. But it's not about accumulating more, or it's not about making things bigger or more complex. What it's about is actually getting rid of the crap. So it's more like a sculptor starts with a big block of stone and chips away the rubbish that they don't need to know about. And you're left with a beautiful statue. Your money and your investments are the same thing. Your wealth journey is the same. It's not about being great at everything. It's actually about being, keeping things super simple. So earn money, understand what you earn, put an emergency fund away, keep your debt to minimal levels, and buy assets over time, and be patient enough for the compound effect to help them grow. They'll produce dividend yield to you or rental yield to you in cash flow. That's called passive income. And when your passive income is enough where you can leave your job, you're financially free, okay? That's as simple as it needs to be. this this other stuff like crypto and NFTs and blah, 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 and all the news and this and that, it's all BS. It's rubbish. You just don't need to worry about it. If you want to scale your business, your income beyond your time, you start a business where you can sell a product or a service, and that's how you enhance your income. Enhancing your income is a faster way to get to financial independence because you have more money to buy assets. Okay? So you do that by investing in yourself, growing your skills, and taking a bit of risk By doing something a bit different, working weekends, working evenings, you build up enough savings, you buy more assets. You basically just do this dance over and over and over and over and over and over over again. And the reason why people get in trouble is not because they don't understand money. Because I've literally just, I feel like I may have just schooled you in all of the things you need to know about money. Truthfully, it's not complex. Okay, there are some nuances to buying things like shares and real estate and stuff that I get that you'll learn in due course, right? Particularly if you do any of our masterclasses or any of our courses or any of my mentorship for that matter. But this is as simple as it needs to be, okay? You don't need to play with crypto. You don't need to play in areas you don't understand. It's keeping things simple, okay? So there's some jargon in there I hope I've cleared up with you. Um, Nice, simple stuff, right? If you have any jargon questions or you come across something that you don't understand i'd love you to dm me on instagram and just tell me lloyd i found this word don't understand it and i'd love to do another episode of this for things people don't understand about money that they wish they did that'd be a cool episode so i hope this has cleared some things up for you I hope you've enjoyed the episode it's a longer one there's a lot to get through but this is like a, an overarching money schooling lesson and um if you haven't checked out any of those links i mentioned at the start if you wanna grab our the book and grab the, the the coaching uh calls, do that. Thanks for sharing this podcast and this episode really appreciate you. We're getting tons of five star reviews. We're now an award winning podcast episode uh show, which is super exciting. And I just wanna say thanks for making this such a success. So I'll talk to you on the next episode of Money Grows on Trees Podcast. Uh.